Courtney Matz, and it is my joy to serenade you on this personal growth journey of discovering your adventure, stepping up to the challenge, and uh, tackling each milestone as you come to it, every hurdle, every obstacle, every situation, every high and low. This is episode number 32. And our topic today is adventures in urban hiking. Urban hiking. How does that sound to you? Whether you are a fan of hiking in general or not, <laughs> uh, yeah, just take that concept of urban hiking and apply it to anything that you love that it sounds really exciting to you. One thing that I ran into getting ready for this hike was I was so excited about it, I thought surely everyone that I talk to about it will also be thrilled with this idea. But you know, we all like different things. And uh, I think we know that, but sometimes you hit that harsh reality. So I'm just curious, have you had a, a moment where you shared an adventure you were looking forward to that you had spent time thinking about that you were really excited to embark on and um and then you ran into some not not excitement from people you were talking to about it not necessarily discouragement but just that's nice for you kind of a thing oh oh, oh like the, the whole like i'm trying to be interested in this but it's not that exciting to me so i will give an example talk to about planning this urban hike and just looking forward to it where you know they also thought it was a cool idea and we're like tell me about the next one I want to join you on an urban hike and what is an urban hike we'll get into that we will get into that um, but then there's there's just folks that aren't that excited about it they see problems, they see their own resistance, they see challenges that I may or may not have seen, and um, honestly that gave me a, a moment's pause. Uh, so I did this hike last night, so as I speak now, as I'm recording now, it's Tuesday, so this was a Monday night, and uh, Sunday night I had dreams, I had just some, like, a little bit of unsettledness about, like, have I thought through everything? Have I properly planned for this? What if something comes up that I'm not ready for? You know, it's not like it's a bad idea to think those thoughts, but I, I, it prompted me to do a little more research. And I was able to go into this hike knowing, okay, I have, I have satisfied my curiosity on some of these things. So I'm just curious if you've run into some of that before with your own um, projects or plans or just something that sounded fun to you like you were gonna go spend the day window shopping at the mall or you were going to hop in the car and just drive until you felt like stopping or you were going to take a 
a day off of work and play hooky and just see see what comes into your life. All these things, these are all things that sound fun to me, by the way. So um, if, if you have had an experience of, of uh, wanting to share that with someone and, and they gave you some resistance, you know, it's only natural because, as I said, we all like different things. So, um, yeah, if you've had that, if you've had that happen to you, Hit me in the comments. Let me know where we are with this. Also, what do you think about urban hiking? Does that sound intriguing? Does that, have you done it before? What are your thoughts? Let's start off this podcast with a song that I think is particularly appropriate to this topic of things that are unusual, that we get these big aspirations to that maybe not everybody understands. So here we go. So they told me I should work from nine to five to stay alive. Toe the line, bide my time until I'm finally 65. Well, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Tell you what, it's tough.
the comments, I do like walking around urban areas. I don't know if that qualifies as urban hiking or not, but assuming it's something similar, I'd be interested to try. Yeah, you know, I thought that I invented the term urban hiking. It made sense to me that a long walk in a city kind of designed around places you wanted to see and snacks you wanted to eat was, uh, you know, some sort of urban adventure. But I did a little Googling and a little YouTubing, and there are people out there doing this and making videos about it, and I watched a few. There's a fellow in Oakland named William who does these urban adventures in his city and uh, and just kind of, it's sort of like showing, showing off the place that you see. I haven't ex extensively viewed his stuff, but, um, but he just kind of does little day trips and looks at different parts of the neighborhood and experiences things that are going on. And I think there's a lot of, I have a lot of interest in things like that. Um, especially living in LA, you know, this is a, this is a tourism destination. Like this is a travel location of people, a place where people spend a lot of money to come and visit every year. And I grew up in a travel destination. I grew up in Washington, DC. And it's so easy to just become accustomed to the place that you live. There's all kinds of stuff that you don't actually make an effort to go and do because it's just there all the time. That's part of what appeals to me, but also I just wanna I wanna get more walking into my life. And I, I know I already walk a lot because I don't have a car, and so many of the places that I go from day to day I go on foot. And I'm glad for those times to like go somewhere because I'm I need to be there and I can get there without driving. So like I can go to the grocery store, I can go to work. I can go to a lot of the places that I need to get to play gigs, um, either mostly on foot or or all on foot, and that's really fun. I love the walkability of Hollywood, and I really love walking at night. Um, once the sun goes down, things quiet down a little bit, but it's not dead. Like there's still quite a lot of activity just kind of feel like, oh, all my neighbors are out, you know, we're out doing our thing. So when I started to think of what this urban adventure would be, um, it really was designed around my own inclinations to walk. And I walk in Hollywood all the time, but there are not a lot of other neighborhoods that I explore with any regularity because I just don't have reason to go there. So I thought, well, what if I just set a night aside, grabbed a friend, and we just went exploring. Let's just go see what's out there. Somehow I got the idea of Chinatown in my head. Uh, from where I live in Hollywood, it's about a five, is it a five mile walk to Chinatown? I feel like it must be longer, maybe a six mile walk. <laughs> Because I wound up uh, picking up my friend in Silver Lake, which is about two and a half miles from where I live. And then it was four miles from her to the place that we were going. So maybe I would have shaved some time off the whole thing by going directly from home 
anyway, this is getting very technical, but the idea is that um, it was a long enough walk that it felt like, oh, that's longer than I usually walk. And then, and then, or, or walk back, or walk part of the way back. I was like, let's just see, let's give myself, because, you know, you're not just walking the whole distance all at once. You're pausing to, you know, walk around and look around and take pictures, and then you're pausing to grab a snack and pausing to sit down and eat dinner. So I thought if you just treat it like a road trip, but on foot, time but it just kind of makes sense to go a longer distance so that is what we did I was able to talk my friend Helen into joining me and I'm so glad that she rose to the challenge because she was a wonderful travel companion we left um, we left her place around 6.30 last night, 6.15, 6.30. And we had a few surprises right away. <laughs> so as I was on my way to her place, I texted her and said, do you have any glue? My shoe is coming apart. I, I stepped, I just made a normal step and all of a sudden something felt different. And I looked down and realized, oh, the heel is becoming separate from like the back of my shoe and it wasn't dire like it wasn't flopping around or coming apart but it was just like if I fix this before it gets worse then my shoes will probably last longer she didn't have any glue so what we did was we found a target while we were walking down the street and we just popped in there and got some glue I will say this is one of the perks of an urban hike that I like and that I thought about while I was thinking about planning this hike is you're always in civilization. You're always near stores, you're always near restaurants. So if you need a bathroom, if you need water, if you need a snack, if you need glue to fix your shoe, then it's just right there. And provided that you're not a huge sweaty mess from walking really hard on a hot day, which we were not. It was a pretty pleasant evening, honestly. Then you can just pop in and purchase a $5 thing of crazy glue, or Gorilla Glue, as the case may be and was. And then when we got to our dinner place, uh, I knew I'd be sitting down for a little while, so I glued my shoe and let it cure for a few minutes. And it was good as new. It has, I walked on it all the rest of the night. And I will say the, the lack of planning, like the ability to just kind of go, is a real plus for me in this kind of scenario. Sometimes... I, I, I like having a plan and sometimes I enjoy planning, but when you're trying to think about everything that you might need in the span of a few hours, I get a little overwhelmed sometimes. If I know that I can leave the house with sunscreen and a reasonable amount of things with me, like a bit of money, some uh, like a hat or sunglasses, 
and just be decently comfortable in the clothes I'm already wearing, I'm so much more likely to do the thing that I'm planning on. Whereas if I have like all these special preparations to make, even going to the beach, sometimes it's like all the things you gotta bring and the logistics you have to think through when you need snacks and you gotta figure out where parking is, all of that, it just can be detrimental. It, it keeps me from actually doing it. So I will, I will give that as a plus for urban hiking is you can get away with bringing almost nothing <laughs> with you. And if you go in the evening like we did, you can probably even skip the sunscreen because the sun was so low in the sky, we were mostly in the shade the whole time. There was very little sun exposure unless we were walking up the hill. So that's pretty great. That's pretty great. I will say we um, encountered some wildlife. <laughs> particular street as we were walking between Silver Lake and Filipino Town that there were a few rats just right there. They were hanging out on the sidewalk with us and they did not seem too bothered that we were there. There were a couple, there were I think maybe four or five in various spots and we just kind of stood there and we're like, shoo, <laughs> shoo, shoo, shoo. Like, we're not going to just walk right up to you. You have to go. And they finally scurried away, but um, yeah, that was a bit of a shock. <laughs> we were, we, as we were walking, we were sort of marveling at this. And I was like, honestly, I have seen so many things on a hike in the woods uh, that I, I'm happy we're not seeing out here. I haven't seen rats in the woods, but usually you see some form of wildlife. And I have not personally seen snakes in the woods, but I know that that's not an uncommon occurrence. I am happy if I can go my whole life without ever seeing a snake. I will be thrilled with that. I don't know if it's reasonable, but that's what I hope for myself. whatever we knew about the parts of the neighborhoods we were walking through. We told stories about times we had been here before, and we just kind of talked about life and how our day had gone. I mean, it was a really, really sweet time, very chill, and I think it was good that there were just two of us. I find that it can be challenging walking with more than two people, unless you have a large group. So like three people, it's easy to kind of feel like the third wheel who gets lost periodically. Four people might be a little easier because you can pair up in different formations over the course of the time. And if you have like five or six people, then I think it's more natural for the group to weave in and out and you're talking to this person, then you're talking to that person. Um, or you're just observing. Sometimes you just want to look around and take a picture of what you see. We did cross the overpass just as the sun was getting close to the horizon and that was a really pretty view to see all the, the hills and the trees in the distance. I did make some notes about things I wanted to say to you today and uh, I have not referenced it so let me just see, um, see what I was going to say. 
mostly I'm just excited that I did it. Uh, I got nervous yesterday morning that it was going to be too far of a distance, that I was my legs were going to be hurting, that I was going to have to quit. And I was like, where is this coming from? Why am I nervous about this? Um, maybe it was just enough of an unknown experience that it was feeling a little bit out of my comfort zone. And I had been like anticipating it all day, you know, so it was like a lot of excitement around this thing that I wasn't really sure if I could pull off. And in the, as it turned out, we had to cut the walk short because um, Helen wound up needing to go home uh, when we were, we, we got to Chinatown and she had to go home, which was about four, four miles away. So we took an Uber back to her place and then I walked back to my place from there. Uh, I, I did at one point see a bus, so I just got on it. <laughs> it was getting pretty late. It was like 11 o'clock at night and I was, uh, still about a mile away from my neighborhood. So I said, I see a bus. Let me just get on it. And I was glad that I did that. It, it shortened my walk. So I managed to get home just before midnight. I got home and I was in bed at 1159. But today I that I came up with this idea and I just did it and it felt very celebratory and I'm really excited to do it again. So I'm going to play you a song and then I'll get into some lessons learned and tips for next time. But uh, they say that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I'm I feel like generally I'm capable of doing both on my own and also having someone with me will prompt me to go fast and to go far and it depends who your choice of companion is. But in any case, I thought I would play you this song called Believe in Us, which is kind of about finding your ideal travel companion really in life and it takes some faith take some hope, take some courage to keep believing that uh, your ideal uh, fellow life sharer is out there.
Steve says, I can go pretty fast and pretty far on my own, but in general, it's more fun to have someone along. Yeah, in general, I agree. helpful to establish priorities in advance like if you are traveling with someone that is all about the historical sites or is all about um, the trivia knowledge and things like that that's good to know I can get into that as well it might not be my first instinct although a lot of times it is I like the trivia <laughs> and the knowledge of where I'm going but also uh, I really love to just kind of see what catches my eye as we're going along. And uh, if you're with someone who really just wants to taste test their way through the neighborhood, that's also really important. I think it's also helpful when you're finding your travel companion to discuss like your budget, like let's share things so we can stretch our, our dollars for our outing. Um, and how are we gonna keep track of that? Like, are you gonna pay for something and then I'll pay for something? Or should we just split everything right down the middle every step of the way? Um, those things can be nice to not have to figure out in the moment. I think I lucked out on this particular trip. We didn't really run into any of those issues. Both of us were kind of in it for whatever and didn't have a strong sense of like, have, has to go this way. And we were both really flexible on our timing too. I was hoping that we would be back in in uh, Silver Lake by around 10, 10.30. But when we were in Chinatown at 10 p.m., <laughs> I was like unfazed, like, well, that's fine. And that's really good to know. Am I gonna be okay with that? Or am I gonna really feel like, ah, gotta get out of here. We're running out of time. There have definitely been trips where I felt that way. Lessons learned, thinking about what I would do next time. I, I would really love to do this many more times and just kind of pick out different neighborhoods and different areas to explore. I think next time, maybe I will start with either facts and things I want to see specifically. Um, while I was looking up the route for this trip, I came across this whole area in Victor... Heights, I think is the name of it, which I haven't heard of that neighborhood before. It's really close to downtown and Echo Lake, Echo Park. But I, I saw that it was there and there's this whole street of Victorian mansions, uh, including a couple of houses that were used for filming on different shows. And I was like, oh, if it was daylight, if we went the other way first, so it was still daylight, then we could see those mansions and that could be kind of cool. But, you know, that's a lesson for next time. Also to think about either uh, vistas, like things that you're going to see along the way, or history, stories that you're going to learn along the way. Or just, just do like we did. Launch ourselves out there, have some sort of a destination in mind, and see what you see as you go. There's always something. There's always something. Um, we passed a couple libraries, which I love. We passed some different architecture, different styles of um, like grocery stores and kind of convenience stores. These little plazas of here's a seafood restaurant and here's like a, a place that has snacks, kind of like a 7-Eleven but 
really very specific to this neighborhood, like a Filipino 7-Eleven <laughs> kind of a thing. And we both were like, oh man, we want to go in there and check it out. But they closed like 20 minutes ago. Darn. So things like that, especially if you're going on a Monday night. Monday night, Mondays are odd days for a lot of places. It's uh, especially in Hollywood, it's a dark night for the theater. So I've even noticed here in the evenings on Mondays, things are quieter than they would be other times but honestly not a whole lot that I would do differently you don't have to carry a lot of stuff just uh, just trust that whatever you need will be out there and if you live in a place that doesn't have a city close by maybe it's worthwhile to either drive or take a bus to the city or at least a neighborhood of the city and just give yourself a few hours to walk around. Pick out a couple things that sound interesting, but maybe chat with people as you go and ask questions. Say like, what, what's cool to do around here? What's your favorite thing about this neighborhood? Where do you like to go to relax? How long have you lived here? What kind of changes have you seen? Every now and then you'll run across a person who lives in the neighborhood and, and likes to talk about it. That's what we ran into the first place we stopped last night. Um, we were getting snacky. We were getting snacky, but we didn't want to steal our whole appetite because we were on our way to Philippe's, which is arguably, potentially, possibly the home of the French dip sandwich. And uh, if you're not familiar with the French dip, it is a classic sandwich roll with shaved roast beef on top, and then you dip it in the beef consomme, basically, which is like, it's just, it's, it's just soup. <laughs> it tastes like a beef flavored soup. And I don't know what it is about that combination of bread and meat and wet, wet stuff. It's just delicious. It's just delicious. So we didn't want to encroach but one surprise that we discovered when we got to Philippe's is right around the corner was Mama Lou's Dumpling House. And Helen had heard about Mama Lou's and we were like, well, we have to save room for dumplings. So we managed to sneak back over there right before they closed and order some dumplings to go. And we sat on the bus stop, out, bus bench outside and ate them. <laughs> and sadly, I dropped one of mine. It was very sad. We, we both went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all of that to say, as we were heading that direction, we were in historic Filipino town. We walked into one of these little plazas, <clears throat> like shopping centers that had, you know, a few different types of places <clears throat> to eat as well as to do spa things, because why not? There's like a nail place and a hair place. And there was a little bakery that was still there. I think it's called My Mom's Bakery bake shop my mom's bake shop and they had such a fun array of things <clears throat> savory and sweet and we just chatted with the lady at the counter and she recommended a few things told us what they tasted like the thing that we wound up getting which I saved the name of it so that I could tell you hold on it's right here <sighs> Hopiang Baboy Hopiang Baboy. I'm probably not saying it right, but it's H-O-P-I-N-I-A-N-G. Uh, 
which is the name of the actual thing, and then bad boy is the flavor, and the bad boy is the onion flavor. So they had an onion flavored one, they had a ube flavored one, and a mango flavored one, and we just got a variety of all three. You could get four for, I don't know, four dollars, I think. They're really good. They tasted kind of like, like cookies made out of pie crust, but like a little bit sweet. So it's kind of a sweet and savory thing, and then the filling was onion flavored. It was a really, I mean, it was, it was, I don't think I've ever had anything like it. It was really tasty, and it definitely took the edge off my hunger for the rest of that walk, because we still had about three miles ahead of us at that point <laughs> to get into Chinatown. And uh, yeah, just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable night. Really good times, great memories made. So if you're thinking about an urban adventure, I recommend that you scour YouTube and see what others have done and uh, come and tell me about what you're thinking about. What destinations draw your attention? What sorts of flavors do you want to try? What sorts of trivia do you want to explore? What sorts of history? What sorts of architecture? talk about it on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash adventurous spirits. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll all plan a group hike for the future. But for now, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of Adventurous Spirits. And I commend you in all of the things that you are taking on, every little stretch outside your comfort zone, every little new glimpse into life around you and inside of you. That's one thing about this sort of a trip is you learn about your environment, but you also learn about yourself. I, I recommend it. 10 out of 10 would do again, will do again, already thinking about the next one, <laughs> so if you've enjoyed yourself, you know what guys, I am one subscriber away from 100 subscribers as of today, so uh, if you've enjoyed yourself here, I hope that you'll just hit that subscribe button, hit, hit like, click the link to come on over to Patreon and check out what we're doing over there. I'm just trying to make a living as an artist, and if I can crowdfund that, that would be ideal. And I would love to have you be part of this whole ad adventurous, creative journey with me. Many lessons learned, many insights gleaned. And it's more fun with friends. So thanks again. Until next time. I hope you have a lot of fun out there. Take care. Enjoy yourself.